Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other mediums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. And we're back. Here we are. We're getting ready to discuss The Chosen, episode seven and eight. You all don't, well, you know if you've been a fan of the show how long it's been. Been a long time coming. We've had a couple things happen, so we're going to try to catch up with our panel. As always, we got Mr. Nationwide. Mm. <laughs> the, yes, sir. The man, Paul Chapman, okay? <laughs> He's always with us. And we've also got back from... Quarantine, yes, quarantine and everything and else. All the other stuff that went down. Randy Ware, the bearded wonder. <laughs> so, uh, Randy, just give us a quick update on you. You doing okay over there? Feeling better. You look healthy. Feeling better. You didn't lose any weight during COVID, though. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, so you've gained it back. I have. So life's good. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, you don't eat for two weeks, then you'll lose it. Well, but you, it, you look good. Was it bad, the COVID? Yeah, uh-uh. the what, pneumonia was. The pneumonia. So you got COVID pneumonia. Well, I don't know if you call it COVID. I got pneumonia. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they didn't diagnose it for Listen, I a week or so. I didn't know you were down, man, until right at the last. Nobody tells me anything. Yeah, it was it was the pneumonia. I mean, that was it. COVID was in. Once I got yeah. medication. Anyway, just know that but at the was, end, when I found out, I did pray for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> 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 but he's back. And also we've got Mr. Volkswagen himself. Travis West. The man behind the electric car. I love it. <laughs> or are you the one behind the diesel scandal? Both. <laughs> uh, so, Listen, uh, I went and hooked up a Tesla charger today, and he quivered when I told him earlier. You know, oh, like, oh. <laughs> well, Tesla stock actually rose $36 billion recently. And somebody from the World Health Organization or something like that said that we could end world hunger if all of the billionaires would donate, you know, make a contribution, which would only be 0.36% of their wealth, which is just, you know. Did you hear what Elon did you Musk said? Less than a drop in a bucket for but them. Did you hear what Elon Musk came back and said? He said, if you lay out a plan... I'll liquidate Tesla and donate every bit of it. You give me a plan. He's I'll sell enough stock and I'll write a check right now for six yep. billion. I love Elon Musk. He goes, you just tell me where the money's going. Because yeah. last year you gave what was it like seven billion yep. you raised, and you're telling me you need more. What was cool was one yeah. time uh, uh, Tesla was looking to um, try to raise some capital, and <laughs> they made a fire flamethrower. <laughs> They made a flamethrower just to make some extra quick cash, you know. But anyway, enough about Elon Musk. Let's talk about The Chosen. So, guys, episode seven and eight. Spoiler alert. If you have not watched The Chosen, where have you been? You've been hiding under a rock. But we are going to talk about episode seven and eight. And episode seven is quite possibly the most powerful episode of season one. But 
Um, let's just let the panel talk. Paul, I'm just going to let you sh- open up, share your thoughts on episode seven. Tell us something that really stood out to you. I love the opening scene where Moses is, you know, he's forging the serpent. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, he's talking there, and, and he says, you know, only the Hebrews that remain sick are the ones that will choose to do so after after I get this thing fabricated and put together. He, you know, because he's like, and they're arguing back and forth about it. And he said, listen, and this goes for everybody that's a follower of Jesus. I've learned to do what I've been told without questioning when it comes to the Father. Which is awesome. Unbelievable. Now, yeah. the, now the little kid, you guys know who the little kid was, right? That was watching Moses? It was Joshua. Joshua, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't so little. Yeah, was, I, I well, thought I missed something. Man. I was like, yeah. young man. All yeah. Right. Yeah. But Joshua, and he was saying, like, why are you doing this? And people think that Moses had a plan. Moses didn't have a plan. He was flying by the city of his pants. <laughs> he was doing whatever God told him to. Yep. Period. That was was it. totally living by faith. And mm-hmm. some of the crazy things that God told him to do, Moses just learned to be obedient. Yeah. So we, we opened up with Moses and then next step. What what else? It's okay. You we know, can, go back to that it. first scene. Yeah. Again, it gets back to now that every time I think of Moses now, that's who I think, that's who I picture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but my mindset was always some gray-haired, big beard. I don't know why I'm Charlton my, Heston. I guess probably from it, yeah. But that <laughs> yeah. scene almost looked like he was just a, I don't know, a regular regular, old guy. regular guy. Did anybody catch? Dirty, sweaty, you know, yeah. just. Yeah. It, yeah, you're right. I, this, I got a different look now. Like Peter now. Mm-hmm. Ever, since I'm watching this, everything, read about Peter, that's the picture that pops yeah. in my head. Yeah, no longer Charlton Heston. <clears throat> no. No, not at all. <laughs> Did y'all catch what the pole looked like that he hung the serpent on? A cross. 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 Yeah. yeah. You've seen it in the shadows behind it. <laughs> but he didn't. Uh, hand me that pole. He that's said all he said. Yeah, hand me that pole. It wasn't yeah. like it was orchestrated, pre-planned yeah. pre, pre, pre to go, hand me the cross. Yeah. He was like, hand me that pole over there, whatever that is. <laughs> and that's that was good bronze right work, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did some very yeah. handy work there. That's funny. So yeah. we see the um, Moses... And I think that is, um, I think it's a reference in Numbers chapter number 21. But the significance of that was because of the conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Nicodemus. And this whole season has been building to this moment. Nicodemus has been trying to get an audience with Jesus and uh, Mary. She's been kind of waiting for her opportunity to ask Jesus, and she finally asked him. Jesus says, yes. Yes, set it up. Set it up. So when Nicodemus goes and talks to Jesus, he's not in his you know, Sanhedrin apparel. He's just kind of as a normal guy. And he meets with Jesus, and they have this discussion. It's very powerful. But, um, Randy, just share your thoughts on the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus, and this can be found in John chapter three. Well, I think it was it was so humbling to watch Nicodemus go in as you know he, he's going to the meeting as the guy, thinking he knew everything, yeah, starting to question it. But as he's talking to him, you can the, the actor portrays it awesome, but you can start to see the wheels start turning in his head. And he's starting to believe. Yeah. 
and as much as it's against everything he's been taught, it's against everything that he says it, that what will my people, what will, what will they, how will they respond to this? But toward the end, he didn't care. No. And that, 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 that end meeting when they're standing there and he, he gets down to bow down and Jesus says, no, you can do that. And he, keeps, and he picks him up. Yeah. And he hugs him. Now, and now, that uh, just now, um, that imagery just guys, we have to also realize though that Nicodemus was a man who had great authority and they mm-hmm. had seen people teach and blasphemy and was highly ridiculed. That was against the law, and blasphemers were not received well. And Jesus was not. A well-educated man. He did not come from a well-respected family. And yet when Nicodemus interacts with Jesus, he calls him rabbi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a title of esteem, a title of respect. And so for Nicodemus to say, to acknowledge Jesus as rabbi, great teacher, I think that's pretty incredible. And there's nuggets in the scripture if you catch it. When Nicodemus first starts his interaction with Jesus, he says, Rabbi, we... Nicodemus was representing a whole lot of others that, that we probably don't know about or didn't read about that were also see, that were astute on the law and seeing, you know, this may be the guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the, you know, Nicodemus said it when he saw the paralytic. He said, I've never seen. Yeah. I've never seen anybody. No. Only someone from God yeah. can do that. Yeah. Right. right. And, and then it, he also references um, Mary, Lilith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like only God. Can help her. He even realized there, there toward the end of the conversation, he even told her, he said, I'm standing on holy ground. Yep. And then it just lasts yeah. at a uh, holy, holy roof. roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when Nicodemus finally comes to the realization that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, what does Jesus say to him? Follow me. Follow oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. You guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he yep. said, follow me. Follow me. Well, that was the title Follow of this me. episode, yeah. Invitation. And so yeah. what does Nicodemus say? But how? Well, I can't. I've got you, it. You want me to be a nomad? Yeah. <laughs> the excuses Where? start coming. Yeah. Yep. Which, yeah. You know, and, and, and earlier in that, uh, a scene prior to that, or earlier in the episode, we see a, a scene with Nicodemus and his wife. Mm-hmm. And she says, we can't wait to leave Capernaum. Yeah. You know, we're, we're ready to go back to our home, our house, our life. And Nicodemus is getting ready to prepare for a speech. But in his mind, though, the wheels are turning, and he knows that he's getting ready to meet with Jesus. And she's getting ready to go back to the comforts and the luxury of her home. Guys, I think Nicodemus was wrestling with following Jesus and comfort and luxury. Well, he had had decided, after the meeting with Jesus, I think he had decided he was going to follow Jesus. And then remember Nicodemus' wife, they had just had a grandson. They needed to be back in seven days for the bris. And then uh, she says, Nico, I want my life back. Yep. And that was the struggle. Yeah. Because you know, he was, told him he had two days to prepare. Two days to know? prepare before they yep. left. But how, so is, they, how is that not a parallel to what we do now? Every, you come into church, yep. you get on fire, and you're, you're, you're lost, but you're yep. feeling something. But then you go back home, yep. and yep. you get drawn, sucked right back into that world, and you, oh, I can't do it. I got an excuses start coming. But on the flip side in this episode, Matthew totally gives up everything. Which was awesome. He walks away from it, from yep. the life 
live in the lap of like luxury. That. Snap of a finger. He's done. He yeah. walks away. And, you know, they're arguing with Jesus. They're like, do you know what this guy does? Do you even understand? And and they're like, you're, you're making a mistake. Peter's like, you're making a mistake. And uh, uh, he says something about being different. And Jesus goes, get used to different. Yeah. Ooh. Which is awesome. Yeah. So Matthew, and, and again, it's the juxtaposition between both men, wealthy, well-to-do, Nicodemus, being well respected, Matthew hated, hated, hated and despised. Yeah. Now, well loved by uh, Quintus. Yes, yes. He had Quintus. You know, he, Matthew was Quintus's man on the inside. So for Nicodemus to make the decision and wrestle with following Jesus, and it, you know, we don't know what he's going to do except you know, episode eight that there's a decision that gets made. But Nicodemus is having to think about it. Matthew just. Instantly, boom! I'm out. I'm following Jesus, and then the centurion's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Give my here's the key to my house. Give it to my family." And here's my ring. And here's my ring. And he just leaves it all behind. And and he's not like they're not all buddies. The disciples are not buddies with him. You know, of course, Matthew's kind of a loner anyway. But what he has seen in Jesus has caused him to want to leave everything. Yeah, follow him. Yeah, I thought it was in back back to the Nicodemus scene on the roof. I thought it was a little little tidbit or a little scene they put in where they had John and who else was sitting outside? Andrew. Andrew kind of listening in. Yeah. And you saw John taking notes. Yeah. Because a lot of Jesus's. The only interaction with Nicodemus is in. Yeah. Is in John. In the book of exactly. John, yeah. So I thought that was a cool. Yeah. Because Andrew's going, have you ever heard anything like this? Exactly. And John's over there just taking notes. Writing it all down. Yeah. It, it, Matthew brought a tablet too, and he said, "You might." Jesus told him, "said You might need that later." Chosen. That's what I love about the chosen. When I first started watching it, I tried to poke holes in it. Yeah. Yeah. From a doctrine point of view, and so far, what I've seen, they've got all their bases covered. Yeah, it's it was really good. Yeah. Final thoughts on episode seven. Uh, the end of it was was pretty pretty neat. Where. You know, Jesus was planning the party. He had the disciples told Mary, "Get together, we're gonna have a dinner party." Yeah. Like what? Yeah, we're gonna have a dinner party over at this house. And well, you, well, you know where that's at. We're good. Well, but then, as he gets Matthew, yeah, yeah, he's bringing Matthew out, and he goes, uh, "We're gonna have a dinner party." And he goes, "I'm not really good with that stuff." He goes, "Well, you are now because you're hosting. It's at your house." <laughs> and your the house. whole thing was orchestrated. He knew what was happening. Oh, you know, yeah. so it was just a good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Episode seven, very very powerful. I encourage you to watch it. Great episode. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Paul, after a long day of work, you're tired. Heather's tired. Or maybe even after church on Sunday afternoon, everybody's got to eat. So where are you going? I'm going down to see Juan and the family at Senor Lopez, 105 Mecca Pike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee, where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez. And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. Episode 8. Episode 8 starts out with this guy and his boys... Digging a hole. In the middle of a hill. In the yeah. middle of a hill. <laughs> On a mountain. <laughs> and uh, this local, I guess he might have been a Canaanite, walks up to him and he's like, what are you doing? He says, 
we're digging a well. He said, you can't dig a well here. And, don't be fooled. All this rain's just making everything look lush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he says, well, our God will provide. This is where our God told us to dig the well. And he said, it don't matter what God you serve. You know, and basically Tristan trying to tell him that he's crazy. Wasn't long after... Which, you know, they dug like down a foot. Yeah. You know. yeah, and the water goes, <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, I don't know about that. They would have probably had to dig deeper, but you know what? Uh, um, they, uh, they, end, they end up striking well. The significance of that was Jacob's well. Yeah, that's and, what I like. He said, the guy said, you know, how many times do gods say something and they never come through? And about that time they hit water. And he said, well, my God wants. Uh, crippled me, or you know, he broke my hip. Broke, broke my, my hip. hip. Yeah. <laughs> and then God says, "So let me let me get yeah. this straight. You follow a God that's invisible. He broke your hip, and he's sending you to somewhere where there's no water, planning for a future that'll come at some point. Yeah. And he goes, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, he told him. He said, and he was like, and you chose to follow this God. And he's like, No, we didn't choose him. He chose. Boom, chose. that's yeah. good. That's good. So, um, yeah, guys, just walk us through this episode. Well, it, I mean, the significance of that, it opens up Jacob's well at one point, but I think the it opens up, really, the scene opens up at Matthew's party, right? And Shmuel and one of the other Pharisees are listening outside, and they hear all these they recognize these tax collectors and these sinners talking, and they kick open the door because the Romans are worried about a riot and crowds, and they put out this edict that anybody that sees Jesus, he's wanted for questioning, mm-hmm. and, and they outlawed any public gatherings, and they kick open the door, and there's all the tax collectors, all the sinners, and, whoa, Jesus is right in the middle of them. Yeah, and they're like, this is the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Derelicts, yeah. <laughs> And that's where Jesus drops a great quote out of Luke chapter yeah. five. He said, I came not to call the righteous but to sick. But sinners yeah. yes. to repentance, yep. you know. Yep. Them that are whole need not a physician, but them that are sick. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the party was great. And I can't remember exactly where the scene was about Peter, because of all of the disciples that were there, Peter was the only one that was married. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Peter was kind of missing his well, they were set, they were taking down the camp and getting ready to to go out, and he mentions and Peter, he goes, what's what's going on? What, what's wrong with you? Peter's nothing. got a heavy heart, <laughs> and he goes, "No, something's wrong. No, nothing." Yeah, we know everything you're thinking. We always know. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Know. And so he said, "You know, he was the only one that was married." And you could tell. I mean, that was the kind of scene that it was. But his mother in laws at home sick, yeah. and so that was weighing on him, and. So that, that didn't that, want to leave his wife with all that yep. headache and, yep. and, and stress. So, yeah. so the moment, you know, when Jesus goes in and he meets Peter's wife or he's, he's, he's having a conversation with Peter's wife. He, he basically shares with her that he's going to heal her and she's just relieved. And Jesus says, you have a big part to play in this too. We really don't read a whole lot about Peter's wife. I read, um, an account of the martyrdom of Peter. Again, the, these historical documents, it's debatable on, on you know what what actually happened in the record, but they said that Peter's wife was actually crucified with him. Mm. Which she was supporting Peter through his through his ministry. It wasn't just the rock on Peter that he built the church, but it was also Peter's wife because I, I don't know about you men, 
But without my wife, I'm a basket case. She is my constant. She is my driving force. She can infuriate me more than anybody. But at the same time, she can calm me down. Peter's wife, they say that Peter's wife was martyred with, with him. And the story goes that Peter's told her to die well with courage, you know, knowing that she, we would be seeing Jesus soon. That, that's tough, you know, thinking about your spouse. And, and we're all wanting to preserve our life. We're all, nobody wants to see that happen to their wife, but they die with courage, still in faith, not, you know, recanting their faith or denying Christ. Even at that moment, you know, die with courage. So Jesus tells Peter, Peter's wife to, um, that she's going to play a big part in it. They go in and uh, Jesus is able to heal, which she's been coughing in a bed. And when Jesus heals her, what happens? She jumps right she up. She draws a deep breath and jumps up. She jumps goes up. And <laughs> Who, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? And she goes into hospitality mode. Do you, yeah. Does your friend like goat cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I thought it was cool, though, when Jesus came in and was talking to Peter's wife. Um, you know, it, it kind of got really, um, you know, serious there for a moment. And, and he says, you know, you, you and I saw the same thing in him. Mm-hmm. You know, most people... Thinks he thought he was a, a lying cheat, thief, just a bum fisherman, you know. But uh, what you saw in him, I saw in him too, you know. So I thought that was cool that that uh, what Jesus sees in you uh, when He gives you your helpmate, He causes them to see the same thing in you that Jesus yep. sees in you. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and what yeah. Roman says exactly right. You know, Jesus told uh, Eden, said, "You and Peter are one flesh. You know, you both have basically been chosen yeah. Yeah. for this." Then, then they interject a little bit of comedy through that in some places in that whole yeah. healing too. I mean, when he's talking to Peter's wife and says, "I'm gonna basically gonna heal," and she's like, "No, he goes, look, I got to. I mean, I got to deal with Peter as it is. Much less, I mean, a stressed out Peter. I mean, come on, I couldn't do that. Need him focus. That was pretty good. So moving on, we see another scene with Shmuel, and again, this is not a biblical character. We don't read about Shmuel specifically, but I like the creative liberties that the um, writers have have taken with this guy because of what Nicodemus is doing. And Nicodemus is wrestling with, you know, following after Christ and who is Jesus. And Nicodemus is becoming more sensitive. And Shmuel comes up to him and says, I've learned from you and you've taught me well. But then he basically asks why Nicodemus is not condemning Jesus and pursuing after Jesus and why are they not having him arrested? And he basically, this is where they start saying that Jesus was a blasphemer because when Jesus said, what's easier to say, you know, uh, thy sins be forgiven thee or rise up and rise walk. Up and, 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 and he said, only God can forgive sins. And so Nicodemus is kind of like going, well, you know, let's not focus on that. And Shmuel is, says, I'm going to be reporting you. Well, with. basically, you know, Schmiel opens up to Nicodemus and says, I've decided to, uh, my real calling is to seek out blasphemers. Yeah. yeah. And that's when Nicodemus raises his eyebrows and, you know, Nicodemus tells him, you have learned nothing from yeah, me. Yeah, because Schmiel said, I've learned all this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you've learned nothing from me. Yeah. I tell you, Schmiel's about a schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they've become blinded by the law. Mm-hmm. And guys... Well, he says that, don't he? He says the law is God. Yep. 
Yeah, he, he does. The law is God. Yeah, he said it. That that line was like, ooh. Yeah, I, I cringed. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, yeah. while it is true, but again, Jesus condemns the Pharisees so many times in Scripture. You know, he said, you know, the you're you're outside, you're washed white like a sepulcher, but inside, but inside, you're full of dead men's bones. They mm-hmm. had the the law had become an idol. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like to many people, yeah. The church has become yep an idol. Check the box. I'm there Monday or to, Sunday, ten to twelve. Yep. The building becomes their idol. Six o'clock, seven o'clock on Wednesday, yep. and we go through the motions and we sing these holy songs and we don't change anything. We have a format and we have a agenda. And guys, it's ritualistic. It's very ritualistic, you know. Yeah. Back into bondage. We yep. have to allow the Holy Spirit to move freely. And I know that everything needs to be done with decency and in order. But, man, we need to allow and promote worship in the house of God. Love, forgiveness. Um, so, so yeah, the, the encounter with, with Shmuel and, and Nicodemus was, was very interesting. I'm sure there's going to be a, a conflict in the future. But probably the most significant part of this episode jesus and his boys are walking through town and jesus goes i'm feeling like we need to go through samaria, samaria. and they're like oh lord you, you, do really? you even know what's over there we've we've been at war with their people and all these things and jesus goes was you alive when that happened mm-hmm. was you alive when that happened we destroyed their temple a hundred years ago <laughs> and, were you there and jesus says we're going to be fine. <laughs> I love the mark you know, he says there. He says, hey, if we're going to have a question and answer session every time, this is going to become very annoying. Ooh, <laughs> and, yes. and, then, and then he goes, follow me. Yep. <laughs> you just got to trust him. Yep. Guys, there's so many times in my life when I've just felt the Holy Spirit lead me to do something. And I've been obedient and God is blessed. There's been times I felt the Lord lead me to do something. You know what I say? Are you sure you want to go through Samaria? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you want to go? Why am I doing that? And, <laughs> and, and you know what? Because of my own flesh and my pride, I probably missed out on blessings. Mm-hmm. So it's, we need to learn to just follow after Jesus. So he uh, he goes and tells his guys, he said, you know, go on into town and we're probably going to have to spend a little bit of money. We haven't met Judas yet, have we? No, not yet. No. I don't think we've met yeah, Judas but yet. But we need to back but, up. Yeah, oh, you missed a scene. Oops, you missed a sorry. scene. When he was, when they were getting ready, to, you know, he told uh, Nicodemus said, "I'll be leaving in two days from the south well." Meet yep. us at the well. Oh yeah, Nicodemus is behind the wall, and yeah. he is he is a broken man, struggling, that crying, scene. breaking crying. down. But they find a bag of gold. Yep, enough for two weeks. Enough for two weeks lodging and food. Yep. And Jesus says, "Yeah, one of my friends." Yeah, Peter said, "Where'd this come from?" Yeah. So yep. Nicodemus wants to follow one my, Jesus. One of my friends. Yeah. He cannot let go of the love of this world mm-hmm. can't let go of his possessions mm-hmm. and jesus says is there anyone else he said you were so, so close, close. Yeah. yeah and then everybody goes but, huh and he was visibly troubled and heartbroken oh yeah. you yes. could see it on jesus yeah. he was like you were yeah. so close the actor of nicodemus right there mm-hmm. you feel empathy for him yes. and you connect with him because you can see that the conflict within him that he wants to follow jesus but can't let go of the yeah. love of this world and you just want to say, just do it. Just you want it so bad for him, but I'm mm. sure we've not heard the last of Nicodemus. No, but yeah, that's so that's where they got the money. Yeah. I was, you know, so that's where they got yeah. the money, and they go into town, and then Jesus, I like, go in and go buy some supplies and blah blah blah. But he goes, I'm just gonna chill out here at this well. 
and there was a you know some scenes earlier um, laying some groundwork for this um, woman at the well. Was her name uh, Patanya or something, something like, like that? that yeah. Patina, her husband at the time she was living with another man. She went in there and she had basically forged uh, a contract of divorcement, and he wouldn't sign it. He said, "You're my property." She's like, but I don't love you. He said, don't matter. See, it showed the plight of uh, Jewish women at the time. They had no rights. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't want to spoil whatever you want to talk about. That's why Jesus sought that woman out. But there's a was, subtle little thing that she's she's walking through. Mm-hmm. So she picked, what did she pick up? The orange? Orange. Mm-hmm. She picked up the orange. She was going to steal it, and the guy was like. Well, she smelled it first. She, oh, she smelled it. And, yeah. And, and the guy was trying to get rid of her. But anyway, there was there was something significant there. Anyway, she makes her way out in the cool of the day because she's not allowed to go with the women during the day because of her lifestyle and her choices. And she's basically whoremonger, adulterer, you know, whatever you want to call it. So she goes out in the evening by herself, and there's says Jesus. They asked her, hey, can I get a drink? Nothing. Nothing happens. Did you hear me? Yeah, did you hear me? Which I could, yeah. A little, little smart aleck-ish, I guess, but... It was it was good. It, was, yeah. it got her attention. Yeah. Can I have a drink? And that's when she said, "Why are you talking to me? You know, you're you're, you're Jewish. You're, Jew. you're Jewish. Like you're not supposed to talk to me." And then that kind of opened up the banner back and forth of if and, you knew who you were talking to. And you could see this woman. You could see the distress, yeah. pain, yeah. agony. Yeah, there was some depth there to that yep. character. And as they start talking, Jesus says, "If you knew." the gift of God, and who it was that saith to thee, give me to drink, you would be asking me to drink, and I'd give you some living water. And she was broken inside. Mm-hmm. And she says, why would I want anything from you? And 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 she starts, Jesus starts talking about the Messiah. And this is the, really the first time that he's revealed himself. And she said, the Messiah will come and he will tell us all things. And Jesus starts, and she gets ready to walk away. Yep. And Jesus says something about one of her husbands. This is not all like scriptural. There's some creative liberties taken here, but again, it's it's interesting. He said the first husband abused her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second so, one was the godly so, one. But what we do, what we do though, is we condemn this woman because she's had so many husbands. Yep. Well, look at her; she's had this many husbands. It must be her. Well, you know what? If a man abuses or assaults his wife, no wonder she would probably want yep. to get divorced or, or get out of that relationship. And the second one. What does it say? He was the godly man. He was the, godly he was the man. one that you really loved. And but he, she felt unworthy. She yep. felt unworthy, but the, the orange. Yep. Because his skin, skin smelled, smelled like, like oranges. oranges. His skin yeah. And so when Jesus said that to her, she's like, and Jesus just keeps going. Yeah. He says, and the one that you're even living with now, you ain't married to him. And then you, she starts, and the Holy Spirit starts ministering yeah. to her, and she repents. Then she, she's pleading her case to Jesus. Well, I can't even go to the city and worship at the temple. Mm-hmm. And listen, what he yeah. says. He says, "Soon it'll just be from the heart." Soon it'll yeah. just be from the Ooh, heart. Yeah. <laughs> Truth and spirit. True yeah. worship. Truth and spirit. Yeah. The hour cometh. I mean, this is out of John chapter four. When the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, and the Father seeketh such to worship Him. She talked about how she wasn't worthy to come in to go into the temple, and Jesus said, "It's not about that anymore." Mm-hmm. And guys, I still feel like it's it's not about that anymore. No. And mm-hmm. and, and again, we saw that with um with, with Shmuel and Nicodemus and it's it's I think I feel like it's infected our churches now. Yeah. And guys, we have to realize that 
we have been called to worship Jesus in spirit. We can worship the Lord going down the down the road in our house, in, in, in the assembly of God right here at church. It's about the heart. And we've done a podcast on that about true worship, haven't we, Paul? Yes. So then uh, she's joyous and she goes running down through that, which I thought that was, they could have done that better. She goes, tell us, can see a man I've done, tell me everything I've ever done. And I thought they could have done that better, but whatever. So the disciples come walking back up and uh, Jesus says, we're going to stay here for a couple of days. <laughs> I just, but Peter's been wanting to say something. <laughs> Jesus this whole let him go. season, you know, since he was asked to follow him, let's tell everybody. Jesus keeps telling him, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. And so when that, when the ladies running, jumping, and everything, he looks at Jesus and says, "Did did Is you tell him? Did yeah. you tell her?" And he was like, "Yeah." And then it was one of those. They're like, yes. "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> and he was excited now that he could yep. he could start sharing it. That's awesome. So that is the conclusion of season one. And I have not started season two yet, so I'm looking forward to doing that. And we're actually going to be starting a small group at Poplar Bluff on season one and two. So if you would like to take part in that, all you have to do is just reach out to us on Facebook. That's at Truth Revival 37385. We can get you connected virtually. We would love to host you in-house. But The Chosen is a very... Well done, well produced, biblical work, and they've also got a Christmas special. Yep, that's going to be coming out in the first part of December. We're going to be right. Yep, December first through the through the tenth. Yeah, and we're going to be taking theaters it, only in theaters only. But mm-hmm. but then the Dallas Jenkins said that it'll eventually be released for free through the app. You know, so it'll yeah. Every all all fans of the chosen will be able to watch it right there. But um, guys, closing thoughts here, episode seven and eight. Just uh, very powerful. I mean, just there's just so much information in there biblically, and uh, I think that that episode uh, seven touched me more than any so mm-hmm. far. So, yeah, that was a it was an awesome way to end the season. And I go back when we watched the season one, we binge watched it, so we watched all eight episodes in one afternoon. <laughs> and you talk about just reeling you in. Uh, season two couldn't come out fast enough. You know, I was I was hooked, and that was you know seven was the most powerful one for me too. And it was just yeah. I could I could watch it a thousand times. Yeah. But what a way to end the season to keep you on the hook for on more. the hook. hook. And, and that's what, I, and that's yeah. the ironic thing about it is, it I've read it a thousand times. It's the New Testament. I mean, you, it's not like I can't read it, but I know what's happening. But yeah. it, I still get. Ready to go. Ready to go uh, and broke uh, down when I watch it, knowing it's coming. And, yeah. I know. That's what's crazy. You know what's coming, and but still you're just – it's like you're at the altar just pouring your guts out. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, great. Exactly. <laughs> it's a way to keep your mind focused on the Lord throughout the week. It is. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Definitely. All closing thoughts? Oh, Rome, closing thoughts. I really um, – the war between Nicodemus and, and himself and really his wife – and his and his lifestyle. I think she was a super duper influence on him, and it just goes to show you how how people, even though they love you and they want what's best for you, they can steer you the wrong way if if you allow yeah. that thing. And I and I just really uh, between that struggle and Matthew just walking away, I guess my total totally favorite part of it was when Moses was talking to Joshua. He said, "Look, um, I've just learned to do what I've been told, without questioning." And the biggest thing, and for even for people today, people that are listening to the podcast or people that are going to listen to the podcast, 
and people that we deal with in our everyday lives. Here's the deal. You remain sick. You remain sin sick. You remain bound for hell only because you choose Choose to. to. Only because you choose to. So, hey, let me say something. It's free. Yep. He loves you. Amen. It's like no, Joshua it's, couldn't believe it was just as simple as looking at the serpent <laughs> on the pole. Yeah, it, it, you know, salvation. It's that simple. All you got to do is, is say, "Hey, look, I'm, just obey, look at him, be forgiven, and let's go." It's as simple as that. He loves you. That's going to do it, guys. Chosen episode seven and eight in the books. We hope that you've enjoyed uh, this discussion. We'll be doing season two. In the upcoming episodes, be sure to like and subscribe and leave those positive reviews out there on whatever platform you'd like to listen to us. It's been Truth Revival, episode 22. 22. We're out of here.